Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Joshua, you mentioned it. Against Devontae Adams, uh, Jalen Ramsey, I wouldn't say he struggled three receptions on seven targets for 71 yards. You're always going to kind of deal with tough situations when you're facing someone like Devontae Adams. I'd love to see this type of matchup with someone like Javon Holland or even just stronger cornerbacks around him to see if maybe they can lock him down a little tighter. And early in the season, Josh, C.D. Lamb, He had five receptions on eight targets. Cooper Rush was the quarterback, so it was 63 yards. It was a lot of uh, nickel and diving, but it just kind of speaks to to just Ramsey's ability to keep up with maybe a slot cornerback, something we don't really see a lot from, you know, top-tier cornerbacks who kind of sit on the outside and be that isolated one-on-one receiver. You can see Ramsey line up inside, make sure C.D. Lamb doesn't wiggle away in those tight uh, slot slot zones, I guess I should say, um, and, and limiting to just those 63 yards and five receptions. So Josh, take me through, what are some of the things you saw uh, when break down the field? Yeah, well, just to go back to that point, I think Brandon Ayuk was another guy that he was covering there in the slot that he pretty much, you know, vaporized. So um, yeah, man, again, his versatility is going to allow the Dolphins to do so many things. Um, the two games that really stuck out to me, I would say, was the Carolina Panthers game. Um, I'm not even sure what week it was. Week one, two, three, four, five, like week six, I guess, right after that Dallas game. And there were the biggest plays were just how much of a, his football IQ stood out and how quickly he was to get to the ball carrier. There was a play where um, the Carolina Panthers dumped the ball off into the backfield to Christian McCaffrey. And you can see Jalen Ramsey running with his receiver, but he sees the play developing in the backfield and he just kind of passes him off makes the quarterback believe that he's running with that wide receiver and then just comes down and lays a punishing blow on Christian McCaffrey, who, um, I mean, that's one of my favorite players in all of football. So to see him get absolutely destroyed kind of hurt a little bit, but it was just an awesome to see the way his football IQ works and just how quick his instincts reacted to getting into that backfield and blowing up a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who let's be honest, he's kind of built like a uh, stretch Armstrong a little bit. And then later in that game, he came off the edge completely disguised. Uh, I think it was Walker was the quarterback. PJ Walker, I believe was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers at the time he does not see it at all uh great de- delayed blitz there by Jalen Ramsey and that again is the versatility that Vic Fangio has at disposal I mean if Brandon Jones comes back healthy we know how great he was coming off the edge in some of those blitzes Xavier Howard I don't think has really done it much throughout his career Cater Kohu um maybe that's a game uh, element of his game that he could you know step up and take to the next level but um I threw out those pass rush grades earlier in the in the episode with how good Jalen Ramsey was so him coming off the edge blowing up the play getting one of his own sacks only sacks of the season it was just awesome to see just how quickly he could react and how he could be so much more than just a coverage uh cornerback because as we know I mean I'll talk about the Seattle game but give me your thoughts on that Jake because throughout your film watching you had to have seen him come down become a menace in the run game come off the edge a little bit and factor the pass game a little bit so uh what were your thoughts in that other role that Jalen Ramsey has you know that takes his game to the next level yeah, like I go back to that play against the Cardinals. You can tell they were trying to scheme to isolate him to the side of the field where nothing was really happening. And then his ability to come across and still be part of the action. Josh, I'm real curious because you think about the Miami Dolphins last year, right? And we're all kind of a little scared about the the B word, right? We're all worried about blitzing, right? And the Dolphins did that a little too much last year. And you had cornerback, or excuse me, linebackers and Alandon Roberts and Jerome Baker who were uh, at least by – PFF standards, I remember, I think they were rated number one and two in terms of uh, pass rush gate grades in terms of linebackers. So if we are trying to go away from this defense, how often do you see Jalen Ramsey being in the situation where he's going to be in the box and might have to deal with a guard or a tackle trying to come at him in the run game or be in a situation where he can be that slot 
cornerback, uh, excuse me, who might get washed out? Or will they try to kind of keep it a little, I don't want to say safer, but uh, situational with opportunities like that? Or is it still going to be this thing, you think this um, healthy, like one out of every four or five snaps, he's not that boundary cornerback when we look back on the uh, 2023 season? Yeah, I think it'll be more situational, like you said, depending on who those, you know, big body slots are. I mean, we don't we still don't know who can cover tight ends. Right. And I mentioned him getting sent to the shadow realm trying to uh, cover Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, could he, you know, fill that role at some points? Maybe. But I do think that, you know, for as much as he played in the slot in years past, he's mostly going to be on that outside. Right. I mean, you're going to have him on one side, Xavier Howard on the other. Then you're hopefully going to have Cater Kohu, Nick Needham, whoever wins that battle. Maybe someone else steps up there. Cam Smith, we talked about before being that nickel, but I absolutely think you should use him situationally. And, you know, maybe you expect the run. You have him drop down in the box a little bit and play that more star position that we've seen. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do think his home will be on the outside. But again, if you just pigeonhole him and keep him in a box, kind of like what the Dolphins did with, uh, I, I hate to bring it up, but Jalen Waddle that year with Brian Flores, right? I mean, they put him in that 10 yard cage and didn't really let him do anything. If you just put Jalen Ramsey on the outside and say, this is where you're going to be the entire put him game. in the cage. Yeah, yeah, put him in the cage. I don't think you're doing yourself justice of what, you know, Jalen Ramsey can fully become so um definitely situational but we'll see i mean we'll see probably early in camp hear different things see well, i guess not really in preseason right i hope jalen rams is not playing much in preseason i don't even know if he's practiced much because you know what you have with jalen ramsey oh yeah and i think that's going to be so tough and i think that's going to be vic fangio's uh biggest question in training camp and watching these practices is where is that level? Where do we find this balance with Jalen Ramsey? Because for every play, he was wide open, wide uh, alone on one side. There were situations where he was isolated in the side against CD Lamb. There are situations where he'd be in the center of, of a trips formation on the other side, just directing traffic at the line of scrimmage, looking like that middle linebacker who's like just screaming right when the play clock, you still have like 30 seconds on it. He's doing it when you have three seconds left. That's another part of that star position. It's not only knowing that he's going to be in the right position to be that stud and vocal play, but he's doing it in a way and presenting in a way where the players around him can also have an idea of what's going on and play towards that and be a little more aggressive themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And the other game I watched would have been week 18 against the Seattle Seahawks earlier in the year. DK Metcalf had a solid game. I believe, uh, you know, had some plays on Jalen Ramsey. If you go search it on Twitter, I'm sure there's videos of them talking crap back and forth to one another, which I mean, as much as we we're fans, right? I mean, Xavier Howard's awesome, but he's a quiet guy. I have no issue with Jalen Ramsey going out there talking crap, you know, posting who he's going to cover throughout the year and just, you know, putting that out there. But he, Pretty much, I have written down, he locked DK up for this game. I think the first play from scrimmage, he ran the slant better than DK did and got the pick right off the bat. Um, had it written down that he locked him up like Akon and Alcatraz. I don't know if Akon actually got locked up in Alcatraz. I'll take it. We all know the song. So, um, you know, he ran the slant better. I called him Peter Pan's shadow as well. He's elite in man coverage. I mean, he can be physical at the line of scrimmage, but he can also play off a bit. But the way he shadows these receivers and runs the routes at times better than them, I mean, Xavier Howard, you see the way he can cover. He kind of trails a little bit and then makes up for it towards the end of the route. You see Jalen Ramsey. You see Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he is hooked to this his guys. And um, you just saw it throughout the entire game. The second interception, he casually passed um, DK off to the zone and then kind of trailed behind and just waited for that pass to come right to him. Geno Smith was under duress and threw a right to Jalen Ramsey. So this was a game that really stuck out as just how versatile uh, Jalen Ramsey could be in both man and zone coverage. And I had to look it up because he did have those two interceptions. And, um, you know, I, I had to make a highlight reel of that for sure. So Overall, man, he can play press, he can play off, he can play nickel, boundary, and even that star position that we mentioned. Um, I always go back to when he um, 
correct Amondo in that, like I mentioned before with the whole CK Parrot thing and just thinking about how he could be just not a cornerback, but a defensive back in this system. So overall, man, I mean, you have to be excited because we had Xavier Howard and now we have a guy that again, is that next evolution. So I'm excited, man. What what are your end thoughts on Jalen Ramsey? I did write down that he's had 7,500 to win defensive player of the year, which was actually behind Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Um, his shatter rate was 47.8% shattering wide receivers, according to player profiler. And he gave up 2.2 yards of separation. So um, there are some nerd stats that I had to write down to kind of sound nerdy. I should have did it in my voice, but Jalen oh, Ramsey, man, can't wait. <laughs> I think the question really comes down to, right, you have two great cornerbacks now in Xavier and Howard and Jalen Ramsey. How do you win? Like, it's not going to be like you're playing Madden against, like, easy mode where you just kind of do cover three and all of a sudden they just throw it out of bounds every play. because This is all Madden. Run. This is all Madden, right? You're on all Madden with those sliders jacked up and those corners are at 100. <laughs> exactly. So that's where I really am excited to see this defense thrive, and that's just second downs. Um, I, I do think offenses will be able to kind of get the opportunities on first down to run the football, get six, seven yards. But, you know, if this defense, especially Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer up front, if they can limit that first down gain, especially if they go towards the run, two, three yards, all of a sudden that second down becomes so pivotal. Because if you can, you know, have someone like Jalen Ramsey make a tackle two yards downfield or, or Xavier Howard forces an incompletion, all of a sudden an opposing offense's playbook is so much more limited on third and seven, third and six compared to that third and three, third and four. So I think just winning on second down is going to be so important. And that's when you bring up those third down opportunities, those game breaking opportunities where all of a sudden third and eight, the quarterback has to hold the ball a second longer. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, they come running in, or hopefully someone like an Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey are there to kind of make up ground and make a play. So to me, man, it really looks like second down is going to be the big, um, Pivotal down if the Dolphins are going to be successful on defense. I think if we look back on the season and see where those uh, second down situations left the Dolphins, will tell us a lot about how high this defense gets in the ratings in terms of uh, really locking down opposing offenses. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope we don't see any of those third and longs where we got the uh, entire secondary oh back at the goal line, right? Against the, I think it was the Chargers when Josh Boyer did that. One more play that I kind of forgot. It was in that Seattle game and it was a goal line situation. Kenneth Walker, um, Jalen Ramsey was down in the box, kind of playing that nickel spot, you know, that star position that we like to nerdly say. And uh, Kenneth Walker bounced one outside and Jalen Ramsey actually beat him before he got to the pylon. So it was just an impressive play to see again how fast Jalen Ramsey was, how quick he reacted, and how he was able to stop Kenneth Walker, who, you know, is one of the better running backs in football last season, sort of the goal line and make that play. And you just see it all the time in his tape. So I had to make sure I threw that out there. And one more stat from Player Profiler. He gave up uh, 56 receptions on 87 targets for 686 yards and six touchdowns. So take with that what you will. But, yeah, Jake, those second downs are absolutely going to be pivotal for how this Miami Dolphins uh, – Team success, right? I mean, last year, I think we can all agree. I mean, the, the offense was definitely, you know, the star, and we needed that defense to step up in certain situations. Obviously, they did at times, but if that defense can mirror what the offense did, replicate that, it's going to be an awesome season. And it starts with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard in that secondary. So um, there's not many secondary, there's no secondary in football better than what the Miami Dolphins have, right? I mean, you see the graphics, sometimes they have the Jets above it. No, man, there's no better secondary in football than the Miami Dolphins. Last question, Josh, before we go, give me, um, when we look back on the 2023 season, which three cornerbacks lead the Dolphins in snaps? I'll even give you mine first if you'd like, uh, with Ramsey, Howard, and Cater Co, who is going to be my number three, I think. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna piggyback on you, man. I, I was gonna say Darth Cater too. I mean, it'd be cool if Cam Smith got at some of those reps and took them, but I think Cater Kohu, man, building on another year. I mean, we keep talking about Vic Fangio and his presence. Imagine learning under Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. I mean, I think Cater Kohu is gonna raise his game to the next level. Last question I have for you, Jake. I think Jalen Ramsey's the most interceptions he had in a season is four interceptions. I forget what X had, but he had something ridiculous a few years back. Eleven, maybe? Yeah, it was something crazy. I think pretty sure it was double digits. Which of those guys do you see having the most interceptions this season? I think someone, whoever leads the Dolphins on interceptions, this might be me trying to outthink myself, but I don't think it's going to be either of these guys. I think okay. it's going to be like a safety. I, yeah. What I, I really see, you know, these quarterbacks aren't going to enter every week thinking, oh, no, there's Jalen Ramsey. They're going to know where these guys are, and they're going to try to throw um, away from them. Obviously, it's tough for what you have, too. So I'm going to go Howard. His ball skills, I just think, are just so out of this world. That's what makes him a special quarterback. Josh, last, last, last question for you. Um, higher or lower, Nick Needham finishes fourth in snaps among Miami Dolphin quarterbacks. Yeah, I'll take that, especially if he's healthy. I, I like that. I, th- I think Nick Needham, I, again, I go back to how good he was when he was healthy. I thought he was a decent uh, nickel at least. And yeah, I'll go, I'll go, yeah, I'll go over. And he can play outside too. We, we always forget Nick Needham played a little bit on the boundary as well. What are your thoughts? So so you think Cam Smith's going to be kind of just hanging out most I don't of the say re- I don't want to say red shirt, but I think that you can red shirt him, right? This secondary is so good that you want Cam Smith to learn, develop. But again, he was a dog in college, so he might get out on that field sooner than a Eric Ezukoma or Channing Tindall did. But yeah, I'll say he's more towards a red shirt than getting those snaps. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And the other wild card is Trill Williams, but we'll see if he can yeah. kind of slide in as a safety. I know he, he's kind of talking about that, so I don't want to get too much into that. But that is it. We are closing chapter one of our book club of another Dolphins podcast. Thank you, in to listen for listening let us know what you think of our book club about jalen ramsey what about what are your thoughts what did we miss who should we cover next you let us know sound off in the comments if you will and thank you so much for listening to another dolphins podcast and until next time fins up fins up